quite a special moment in being in England to have Jonah watching and yeah. having Jonah watching it. And was that the finals or uh, that was actually the third round or quarterfinals against Adrian Grant? I'm James Zug, and this is Outside the Glass. Today in Doha, we have the start of the 2020 Qatar Classic. The tournament began in 1992 and has always been one of the favorites for the players. They get pampered like no other event. They get five-star hotel rooms. Critically, it is the only tournament on tour where every player gets their own room. Gorgeous new cars ferrying them from hotel to venue. Unmatched promotion, including billboards that would make Times Square tremble. And a surfeit of media attention. The other 51 weeks of the year, Qatari squash is led by Ong Ben Hee. In the U.S., we learned about Ong Ben Hee first in the summer of 1998. That was when he pulled into town and ripped up the World Juniors, the first world championship in singles that we had ever held in the States. In those pre-internet days, it was a little hard to get a handle on who was who, but we had heard some rumors about Ben Hee. He hailed from a country that basically had no top squash pros ever. And out of nowhere, this little kid had won three divisions at the British Junior Open and had reached the semis of the previous World Juniors in 1996 in Cairo. Squash Magazine, in previewing the 1998 World Juniors, which were held at Princeton, created one of the coolest covers we've ever done. The August-September 1998 issue had a close-up of half of Bang He's face using a Steve Lyon photo. And the tagline, who is this kid and why might he be a future world number one? Squash Magazine, as so often has happened, wasn't exactly right in its prediction that he might become world number one. He got close and he spent nearly three years in the top 10, topping out at world number seven. He won 15 tour events. And a highlight certainly for Americans was the 2012 Motor City Open in Detroit, where unseated and ranked 34 in the world, he overcame Gregor Marsh, Cameron Pilley, Mohamed El Shabagi, and Hisham Ashour. That is a pretty good foursome. The match against Cam Pilley lasted over two hours. Pretty epic. It was the first event he had won in the States since the World Juniors 13 and a half years earlier. After he retired in 2015, he started coaching in Malaysia. And two years later, he was appointed the national coach in Qatar. He gets to work with current Qatari players like Abdullah El Tamimi and Syed Amjad, as well as training the next generation. And in a few years, you might be wondering why there are so many great players coming out of any nation in the Persian Gulf. And that will be because of Ong Ben Hee. Ong Ben Hee, uh, here we are talking in, in Doha. Um, let's go back to the beginning before we talk about, you know, what, what's uh, going on here and all the exciting uh, projects you're, you're directing. Um, you were born in, in Malaysia, and uh, your father, I believe your introduction to squash came through your father. Is that right? Yeah. So how did that, did he grow up playing squash, or how did he start playing, or tell me the origins of it all. Uh, I, my, my dad used to play uh, squash for the country, uh, not professionally, but uh, you know he was, I think, number one or two in the country. Um, and then he started his own club. Mm-hmm. He, uh, together with his business partners, they built um, probably the only club with seventeen squash courts. Um, what so year? What year did they build it? I think it was like early eighties. 
Um, so, so when your father was growing up and, and playing squash, it, uh, squash was a very small sport in Malaysia, right? Yeah, it was very new. I think in the early 80s, uh, late 80s. To, yeah. uh, it was a very new sport. And I think my dad kind of saw there's a potential for this sport to, to grow. Uh, yeah. You know, a little bit like in the States, you yeah. kind of see the potential and you try to do something different. Um, 17 courts? Yeah, we had 17 courts at oh, my wow. club. Um, and was there uh, fitness and a restaurant and I mean, or, or was uh, it? Originally it was just tennis, squash, and uh, I think that's a gym that if I remember, it's like 30 years back. Uh, and was this downtown Kuala, Kuala Lumpur or? Uh, it's just a little bit off uh-huh. uh, in the suburb. Yeah. Uh, it's about 25 minutes away from Kuala Lumpur. Um, and we, yeah, my dad started you know, building courts. They had the ASB courts those days, um, which is uh, quite right. amazing. Um, so yeah, 17 course, so he started a program there, he ran the pro shop, um, and that's how I started my, my squash right, right. journey, I think. <laughs> so you were just hanging out at the, at the club, I mean, this was a way for, for you to get, you know, have babysitting by just like going to the club and running around and everybody knew who you were. And Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think uh, a little bit like in Egypt, that's what yeah. all these uh, players are doing. You know, the parents go to the club, they spend s- the day, yeah. spend the day. They have lunch, have right. whatever they're doing. And the kids will just run around, yeah. play a little bit of squash, yeah. and, and then you kind of get get uh, going, yeah. get it going. You know, because you have a lot of friends there. So every weekend you kind of look forward to meeting all your friends there. Have uh, you know, have a swim sometimes, play a bit of squash, and I I just got hooked to squash. Yeah, yeah. not not tennis. Unfo- uh, unfortunately, no. <laughs> I don't know where to surf. <laughs> Fortunately or unfortunately, but uh, maybe I should pick up tennis. So. <laughs> well, it's lucrative, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so uh, you got going. You, I think the first time you came to the British Junior Open was when you were uh, like 11, 12. How yeah. Old? Do you I was, remember? I think I was about uh, 10. Mm. Um, I played the under 12, 12. those days. Right. Uh, and but, switched it. So yeah. was that the first time you had played outside of Malaysia or had you played in sort of you know, uh, other countries, uh, Indonesia or, or, you know, where, think, where do you play before that? Um, normally we'll go for the Hong Kong Junior Open, the yeah. regional events. So you had done that, you had gone uh, to Hong Kong? Yeah, so I, I started off with Hong Kong, I started off with Singapore Junior as well. Right, um, right. And then we kind of venture out for the British Junior, you know. Um, so what was it like when you were a little kid going to Hong Kong or Singapore for the first time? Was that pretty exciting or you know had you already been there uh, as a tourist and it no was... I think uh, you know when you're seven seven years old eight years old traveling to Hong Kong to play for your country it's, it's a big deal you know it's, right. it still is for me um, so you know, getting the opportunity to go um, just to play in the Hong Kong Junior Open and try to win um, it's really good I think it's, it's, it's an amazing amazing yeah. feeling you know yeah. and the experience that I gained and the people that I've met along the years I mean I'm still friends with all of them so that's right. Um, that's right. It, it's yeah for, for me I think Hong Kong Junior will always be a special place because that was how I started my junior career right. uh, I got exposed to playing in yeah. in events right? yeah. yeah I mean you always remember that first tournament yes yeah. especially outside you know outside the country yeah. yeah so you know from there from Hong Kong Junior we, we started going for the Scottish Junior the Aussie Junior and then the British Junior being the, the biggest of the all. The biggest of all. Yeah. Uh, before, before yeah. even the World Junior. So, right. Uh, British Junior was more like a benchmark to see where your standard is and to try to get yeah. the ranking points in. Um, right. Uh, and yeah, you know. Well, you won the 
you you didn't win it that year, did you? The first year you went? Um, I the under twelve. No, I, I didn't win it the first year. Actually, the first year I had chicken pox, uh, so I went there for more like more like a patient, just <laughs> and a crowd, you know, just to fit into the crowd, just watch a bit of squash. Yeah. Uh, really, really. But you, were, but you were sick. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just a chicken pox and just. Did you did you have it all over your body? Yeah. Uh, interestingly, I had chicken pox from my manager. My manager was the one that had the chicken Give pox, and then I kind of got it all from him. Um, so you fired him right away, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we all had a good time there. So. <laughs> wow. So then, the second time you won it, or the third time you 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 won the youngest age group, I believe. Yeah, I think it's the following year. Following year, yeah. Um, you know, I was very motivated. I saw. Uh, what lot, the level was yeah what yeah. the level was and I wanted to give myself a chance you know I was only 11 years old uh, but I was determined uh, I wanted to be the first Malaysian to win it because we've never actually won under 12 right um, so but you I, had, had any Malaysians ever won any draw at the, at the British Junior Open um, before you I think before me probably not yeah. I think we had a couple of guys who made the semi-finals quarter-finals you know right. I think but we've for, always to, had to win it yeah to, we always had Quite, quite strong juniors but we never actually won any so it was just my own personal target and my, my dad yeah. was driving through the program and kind of gave me the encouragement and the belief that you know let's, let's try it you know um, you're not going to win any money there's no money involved anyway those days yeah. but it'd be nice to win uh, so that's what I did I after school I would train my dad and just yeah just get so better. do you remember what happened in that tournament do you remember who you played I remember um in the under 12, I played uh, guys like Adrian Grant, Nick Matthew, you know, Jonathan Smith. They were all the, we were all the same age. Yeah. Um, but the one particular match I, I always remember is having Jonah Barrington. Those days we were playing in this four-wall court. Right. Uh, I think it was in the third round I was playing Adrian Grant. Mm. And I looked up and I'm like, I saw Jonah Barrington. And he's actually watching the match. And obviously, he's a coach at the time, I'm sure, for Adrian Grant. Um, and you know for me I thought wow this is huge honor you know a legend watching my match um, I'm sure he didn't know who I was I, I was just a Chinese kid I was quite chubby as well you know uh, but yeah I, was, I will always remember that match I, I managed to beat Adrian Grant in a very tough 3-2 as 11 year old you know imagine being overweight beating Adrian Grant playing three matches in the same day it's, it's tough about under 12 you know? <laughs> but for me that was uh, yeah it's quite a special moment in being in England to have Jonah watching and yeah. having Jonah watching and was that the finals or uh, that was actually the third round or quarter finals against Adrian Grant um, do you remember who you played in the finals um, I, if I'm not mistaken it could be Jonathan Smith yeah. um, I think I, I kind of I beat him 3-1 again I, I could be wrong this is going back yeah. many years ago um, but you must have been so excited to, to, to be in the finals and then to, and then, and then to win it. Yeah, I, I, you, you know, the, being a first Malaysian to win under 12, you know, um, you, you're arriving back at, at the airport in Malaysia, you have people, my association, they, they arrange, uh, you know, just for people to meet me at the yeah. airport. That was very special. And taking photographs. And taking photographs. Were you, were you in the you newspaper? Know? Yeah, I think... Um, that was how squash actually started. You know, we, we got a little bit of recognition, not much, but that was the start of yeah. our journey. I That's think right. Squash in Malaysia started to grow from there. You know, so I think we managed to get more sponsorship for the following year. More attention. Then, yeah. yeah, more attention. More kids yeah. managed to travel as well. So the start of squash. Well, there was a moment um, 
when I was talking to Nicole David, when the moment that Malaysia was awarded the Commonwealth Games uh, in 98 was in like 92, 93. And there was, because of that, suddenly the government was like, hey, what's this squash thing? We need to, we need to pour money into squash. Do you remember that happened when, when, yes. when, when, that, when you got awarded the, the, the games? I think uh, it was in probably 95 was when the whole program started rolling right. uh, to gear for Commonwealth Games. Yeah. Uh, coincidentally, in 95, my dad and I had a little discussion. My dad asked me, do you want to, to quit school? to go professional because in 98 there was a world junior in Princeton so my deal with my dad was we quit school for a couple of years mm-hmm. see how well we see do, what you do. Yeah. Uh, and then at the same year 98 we had the Commonwealth Games right. as well so we had a world juniors we had a Commonwealth Games yeah. so same dad, summer yeah. yeah so my dad said that's a well, big yeah, yeah I think it's a good opportunity to, yeah. to give it a go try to win the world juniors that's the main target and do something in the do something games. Commonwealth Games because there was a lot of funding going into the sport at the right. time. Right. So I had the chance to train in England. I had the chance to learn from the best coaches in the right. world. Um, so I decided that. So you know, when you were fifteen, you, you stopped school. Yeah, just before I turned sixteen. So yeah. I was sixteen. And you and you moved to the UK. Um, I I sort of moved to the UK, uh, but I was still coming back yeah. every three months or so, right. um, and just. Who, and you were with Neil Harvey initially? Uh, or? I started with Neil Harvey in 97, which is a year and a half later. Yeah. But the one and a half years, I was just playing on PSA, trying to get uh, ranking points going. And your um, dad was with you? My dad was with me most of the time. Yeah. Uh, but I was traveling with um, Jamie Hecox yeah. at the time. He was yeah. our national coach. So I was traveling. So Jamie was looking after yeah, you. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Jamie was looking after me, and then I kind of went to Neil Harvey in mm. '97, '98. So what was Jamie Hickox like as a as a mentor and coach? I, um, for me, he was one of my good friends. Yeah. Uh, I think he kind of just showed me the way of what a professional would need to do. Right. Uh, not in terms of technically and tactically, but in the terms lifestyle. Just the yeah. lifestyle of a nutrition. Yeah, yeah. I think those days, sports science wasn't. The biggest. No, that's know? right. So whatever you know, you have to learn from another professional. Correct. We didn't have Google to search all this. Uh, so I, I think he played a big part in my development as an up-and-coming player. Yeah. Um, and yeah. and then just before I moved to England, you know, I, I had the experience really because I was really in England for a month or two. And so, you know, the change of culture was... Different, right? Different as the well. The weather. The yeah. weather was... Food, everything was different, you know. You're, you're, I'm a 16 year old kid, trying to get better in squash, and uh, you know, the, the, it's different those days compared to now, you know. So, yeah, it was uh, an adjustment. Yeah, you, adjustment. you must have been a lonely homesick a little bit, of course. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, because I've really agreed to go on full time, I did not yeah. want to fail, right? You know, I think there's no chance of failing. You, I had no education background. I quit school to play squash. So the only way for me was to do very well. So I, I didn't think about anything else but to do as well as I could. Yeah. Um, fortunate enough that I've made top eight, uh, yeah. won the World Juniors and such. But you know, if I look back, it was very risky. <laughs> yes, right? You're 15. Yes. You're a young kid and, yeah. and you just don't know what's going to happen. Exactly, yeah. But you know, again, I think uh, comparing to those days and now, I think the kids now, the yeah, privilege, totally they have 
plenty going on in the states. We are very thankful for that. I think um, yeah. not just me. I'm sure a lot of parents will agree as well. Yeah. Now they have the choice whether yes. they want to carry on studying or not, yeah. or they can play squash. Outside the Glass would like to thank our producer Grant Irving and all our loyal listeners who have reviewed and rated the podcast, shared their enthusiasm for it on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and more importantly, have spread the word by talking about Outside the Glass with their squash friends. And may all your nicks roll.